0: Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and today I get the pleasure of introducing you to my very own business mentor, Charlie Valor. Charlie is a great friend, an incredibly experienced business person, and probably the best uh, copywriter or ad copywriter I have ever met. So if you want to hear from the brain himself, he's jumping on into this podcast episode to share some of his knowledge with us. So, of course, there'll be loads of golden nuggets speckled throughout, but Charlie being Charlie, decided to have a little bit of fun and turn the tables on me. So, rather than me asking him the questions in this episode, he decided to interview me and ask me all the questions. So, we had a good laugh, a lot of fun. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Grab your cup of tea, cup of coffee, your pen and paper and get ready for some golden nuggets. They're speckled all throughout and enjoy the episode. everybody, and welcome back in to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and I am super excited today. And also, I'm going to add just maybe a tiny bit nervous because this is a very different episode, but I get to introduce you to the amazing Charlie Valla from Valla Media. Welcome on in, Charlie.
1: Thanks for having me, Sam.
0: Pleasure. Although I've got to say, I feel like I've been railroaded here because I'm not actually asking the questions today and anything could happen. But, uh, Charlie, let's just start by telling everyone a little bit about who you are because we've, we've known each other for a very long time. We know each other very, very well. But just by quick introduction, Charlie, can you tell everybody a little bit about what Valamedia does?
1: Yeah, sure can. So it, I like the simplistic. Obviously, uh, it goes much more complicated than this. But in summary, Valamedia is a company that builds podcasts and YouTube channels. That's our specialty. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that, whether it's producing videos, recording videos, editing videos, making social media posts and video clips, as well as running a lot of ads. We do a lot of YouTube and a lot of Facebook ads as well. So they, that is the world I play. We're a service business. And then we also do some training as well.
0: Now, Charlie, I've had the absolute privilege of being able to work with you for... I'm I'm going to say, I haven't even worked this out. What, what would it be? Maybe five years now we've been working together for? We have. Wow, gosh, time flies when you're having fun. Charlie has always kind of been my my content guru. You just called yourself a content extraordinaire. I kind of like that. I think that's that's catchier than content. I was guru. almost gonna
1: go connoisseur, but I was like, God, I, don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We'll we'll go with either. That's fine. We might have to change your business cards though. Charlie, we we've had a, a long working relationship together in that when I first sort of jumped into the space of business you know, there were lots of elements where I was, uh, I felt a little bit raw, a little bit like, oh, I kind of need someone who knows what's going on in this space, particularly moving into podcast, which is exactly what we're doing here. And I've got to say, I'm very grateful for you, Charlie, because you gave me a very big push. It took you two years of pushing, but eventually you got me over the ledge and here we are with the podcast. And so I've got to say, I'm very grateful for for what you guys do and for the amazing team that you've got behind you. And I'm sure all our listeners are grateful for you guys as well because without Charlie here, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast.
1: Oh, big thanks. And I'm incredibly biased as I say this, but I still think podcasts are the best. I definitely- <laughs> I, I look at it and go, it's just such a, a better medium and conversation. You get to it's it, the short form stuff versus the long form stuff. In my mind, is just non-par. I realize the world has changed, and maybe I'm a dinosaur in that realm now. But uh, it's so so interesting. But uh, nonetheless, going to be a fun time today.
0: Yes, so I'm I'm both nervous and excited because Charlie, instead of doing the normal, which is where I bring a guest in and I think about all the great things I want to know from that guest, and I. I plug some questions in and we have a good chat. We're reversing the roles today. And since you know me really well, that could be scary because who knows what you'll ask. You've given me a couple of questions here, which I've had a bit of a think about, but you know, I'll, I'll hand over to you. I'm going to let you ask away and do your thing.
1: Well, I will mention something. This This conversation wasn't random. Um, I will say in the last few years, Sam, I've seen you shine on social media in a huge way. And I I would go as far to say, as you know, the platform's far better than I do. And I wouldn't say I know them lightly. This is something I've certainly been around the block in. Now, in even forming my own plans, um, this is something where your opinion kind of weighs into me. So what I want to do is ask you six-ish questions, maybe a few more, maybe a few less (laughs) Uh, around what you think is going to work and not work in 2022. So much like myself, the audience can get around the ideas of how they maybe should be thinking about their approach and and what they can do better or what they should avoid. So are you ready? This is is going to be the moment.
0: I'm ready. I've got some notes here. So let's dive on in. Hit me.
1: All right. So let's start with a a heavy hitting one right out of the gates. What are you no longer doing and no longer encouraging for your students in 2022 when it comes to social media?
0: I've got a a couple of answers to this one, but the first thing is being outwardly driven. And I'm actually going to tie this into both social media and businesses in general. One of the things that I noticed, particularly last year, but really over the last 24 months, is that people are making important decisions for their business and their own social media based on what other people are telling them and what other people are doing rather than what would be the right thing for them to do. So what I mean by that is uh, there are a lot of people that will teach you various different things out there in the marketplace. Many people are not specific also to direct selling. And what happens with that is you end up going off on a bit of a, a tangent that takes you in maybe the wrong direction. A good example of that is when you're watching another influencer maybe in another industry that that's kicking butt on social media and doing amazingly well. And you think, if I want to do well, I need to do what that person is doing. So you start mimicking and copying that person and what happens is you end up totally going off track. You're not being yourself. You're not um, considering who your ideal customer is. You're not even being strategic. You're literally doing what someone else is doing because it seems to be working for them. And so being outwardly driven in, uh, you know, in what you do with your social media can be a really big mistake. And I see a lot of people doing this often it also happens within the industry too. You'll you'll often get a leader or somebody who's, who's doing amazingly well in their direct selling business will stand up and say, hey, I've cracked social media or I've cracked Facebook or I've cracked Instagram. And if anyone wants to do it and they want to do well, they need to do exactly what I'm doing. And so follow me exactly. And Although for some people that might work, for majority it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because we all have our own voice. We have our own people, or we call it a tribe. You've got your own perfect flavour that makes you you. And so that's one of those key things that I think um, is really important to, to make that the core of your social media strategy when moving forward. The other thing for me, just from a personal perspective this year, when it comes to not being outwardly driven... Um, is also not allowing the chaos that's going out, out on out there in the world right now affect the decisions I'm making to grow my own business. So I'm going to kind of turn a bit of a blinker on to the world this year. And I'm going to focus on what's going on here and, and how I can have an impact and how I can connect with my ideal customers and how I can provide value. And I'm just going to let the world continue to be chaotic, but I'm not going to let it affect me maybe the same way that I have over the last 18 months.
1: What a great answer. This, strangely enough, this one's actually uh, very prominent in the podcasting industry. I would say once a month, someone comes to me wanting to be the next Joe Rogan and uh, <laughs> they don't realise that's probably, probably not the best way for them to do it. It's a, a dangerous path to copy others and not bring your situation yeah. in. Be the it.
0: next you. Be the new you. That's, you know, and, and at the end of the day, that's, that's who they're going to connect with. Um, if you try to be Joe Rogan, it's already been done. Do something unique.
1: Completely agree. All right, next next question in the fire round here. Although you handled that one pretty well, I'm not sure I get to call this the fire round anymore. Um, yeah. All right. So I want to I want to go a little bit more uh, platform based here and say mm-hmm. which platforms. So this is like we're talking about the social media platforms here. Do you think are going to do well and not well yeah. in 2022 for the direct selling industry?
0: <sighs> I feel like in answering this question, I feel like the dinosaur here because I feel like I repeat myself a lot with this but I'm going to be a little bit boring. I'm going to explain why. And I really think that the platform that will continue performing well this year will be Facebook, closely followed by Instagram. And my reasoning for this is because I think it's very easy for us to forget who the big player is here. Facebook, I'm going to put it out there, Charlie, I think is the most powerful organization, company, even Mark himself would be one of the most powerful individuals globally. Now, if any other platform comes up, we've seen it happen time and time again. We saw it happen last year with Clubhouse. We've seen it happen with TikTok. If I can't beat them, join them attitude. He either buys things out that, that come up and do a little bit okay, or he mimics what they're, the, the things that they're doing that are working, ditches the things that aren't, and he uses them to make his platform better. I don't think it's possible for Facebook in this day and age to backtrack. Now, people tend to focus a lot on the shiny new thing over there. And that we saw that happen with TikTok. People got super excited and they were like, look at this cool thing that's going on over here. Let's go and put all of our time and effort and energy over there. The thing is that 59% of social media users globally still use Facebook every single day. That means, even if they're on other platforms, more than half of people who use social media are still using Facebook as well as their other platforms every single day. Actually, I got that stat wrong. It's now 69%. I knew that seemed low. So, and I looked this up yesterday because I wanted to know, you know, are people moving to other platforms? Are they looking at the shiny new object? And the thing is that they might be dabbling and playing in those spaces, but they're still showing up on Facebook. So we've still got, in theory, a captive audience, but the, the problem is getting their attention. And that's where most people struggle and, and that's where we come in and we help. As far as the, the platforms that I think we're going to see a little bit of a drop-off on, um, I'm going to speak for the direct selling industry when I say this. I really feel that TikTok is one of those platforms that I think, you know, you're putting putting your time and effort into that I think will be a little bit of a a waste of, of time. And I say that I'm being very careful with this because I am, this is a Sam prediction here right now, but we've seen that TikTok did a lot last year in banning direct sellers on their platform, particularly in the US. There's a lot of fight that went up against that, particularly by the DSA and various other organizations and companies and agencies. But Because of that, I think we're seeing a big decline in the success of TikTok in this industry. And what you don't want to happen is to put all your eggs into that basket only to find that tomorrow some ruling gets made or a new policy gets put into place that means you have to literally start your social media uh, presence again somewhere else. So for me, I really think it's Facebook and Instagram, noting that Instagram is owned by Facebook. So That answers that question.
1: It's a really interesting point about like reels and shorts, right? These are these new things that have rolled out and that's kind of like uh, TikTok. But I I was thinking about what you were saying then. It's like, does anyone even remember Snapchat? (laughs) The stories are everywhere now.
0: It's kind of like, uh, now I got this wrong the other day. I said Squarespace, but I should have said MySpace. That's how well I remember it. Do you remember MySpace? Definitely. Now, MySpace didn't adapt. And, uh, you know, that was right at that time that Facebook popped up. And so they were sort of born at similar times. MySpace, I think, was first, actually. I could be wrong in that. But the thing was that Facebook. Adapted beyond where they adapted. And, and it's it's kind of like that now. The the thing that's really interesting about Facebook is that they're moving into some amazing technological spaces. You just mentioned reels. We all saw stories come out last year. Reels are coming out this year on Facebook. They've already been introduced in the US and they're going to be slowly drip fed out in Australia. We're expecting probably second to third quarter of this year. And although I could be wrong with that again, because Facebook tends to change those timelines quickly. But what we're seeing is a big shift um, where they are taking on those tools that are, are working for other platforms and they're adapting them to their own. The other thing, which I know you and I have had a conversation about before, is the virtual world that Facebook's moving in. And, you know, funny story, when Mark Zuckerberg made his announcement towards the end of last year, did you see that uh, keynote he did? speaking Absolutely. about? Yeah. So talking about the new virtual spaces and workspace and uh, the ability to be able to literally um, have a second world that you work in, insanely powerful. But I actually went out um, and bought off the back of that an Oculus because I thought, hey, you know what, I need to be across everything that's going on here. But when it arrived, it sat in my office and I thought, it's another piece of technology I'm going to have to learn. And I didn't, you know, it sat there for about two weeks. Until my 12-year-old son walked in the door in my office one day after school. Did I tell you about this?
1: Absolutely. I think this is where the story gets that you turn into cool mom.
0: I turn into cool mom. He walked in the door and he sort of threw his bag down on the floor and, you know, it's tired at the end of the day. And he just, he looked at me and I went to give him a hug and I saw his eyes go to the bench behind me and they lit up and he just looked at me and he went, oh my gosh, what is that now it's just in its box it's sitting on the bench here and I just went it's it's an oculus but how do you know what that is and he goes mum the question is how do you know what that is that is one of the coolest things out now I can't believe you've got one whose is it and I said it's mine and he goes you are officially the coolest mum
1: ever I love that story I really do
0: So, I had to go home. He asked if he could help me unbox it. And so the Oculus came out. The the moral of the story here is, though, we actually jumped in and had a really good look around. And, you know, needless to say, it's been kind of the family toy for the last month. But I am blown away at what, at this virtual world that we're entering into and what's possible here as well. So, my point being, Facebook is doing some massive things and it's only the tip of the iceberg right now.
1: I'm going to ask you a reverse question of that. Do you feel that Twitter, Pinterest, or YouTube have any relevance in your industry?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. Look, I think that they're, they're three very different platforms in themselves. So um, when it comes to Twitter, Twitter is so much more about sort of the the trending news. So when it comes to direct selling, I think it's probably not going to become a space this year direct sellers. Um, certainly some will enjoy being on that platform because they enjoy what it is. Do I think it's going to become a heavy hitter as far as a platform for direct sellers attracting their ideal customers? Probably not. YouTube, I think, is a different story though. We know that video has really been trending hard in the last um, few years and that trend is only continuing to grow. YouTube's been a very interesting one because it's now linking in so much more with other platforms. So we saw the rise of video on Instagram over the last couple of years and uh, and, and that in itself is shifting and changing this year as well. So uh, Instagram are changing the way that they deliver video. And so I, I think, I, I guess I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. I think YouTube's probably going to play a much bigger part. So if you are doing a bit of video at the moment, I think it's well worth getting a bit of a presence on YouTube as well. And one of the things that I think you taught me, Charlie, was if you're going to create a video, use it in multiple different ways. So don't do not do loads more work. Use the work that you're doing wisely. And so I think that goes for utilizing them on, on platforms like YouTube, etc.
1: Yeah, I concur. YouTube is one I certainly have my eyes on. I think it's going to, it's already a juggernaut, but I just think it's where everything is going. Video is going to get bigger and bigger. I don't know, it's already huge. All right. Next question on the list, then, Sam. You're answering these well so far. I thought I would have caught you on the Twitter comment you were prepared.
0: <laughs> no, No, not yet.
1: All right. So this kind of leads into what we were just talking about before. And this is where we come to types of content. So specifically, um, if you go back five years ago, Text was very dominant. Maybe a few images was more of the posts we did. Today, we see more video. We see more stories. We see um, a whole bunch of things in a variety of ways of delivering content. What uh, content types do you think are going to be the uh, either most popular or best performing in 2022?
0: Yes, I think I've I've probably already kind of answered this, but I'm I'm going to elaborate a little bit more here. Um, Video is a no-brainer. I think wherever and whenever you can produce video is always going to be really, really powerful. For some people, that's a scary concept because showing up uh, on video can be quite daunting. But just remember that there are loads of different ways that you can do video content. It doesn't have to involve your face on a camera, although that's probably always going to be best for that relationship building process and connecting with people, but there are loads of ways you can incorporate video. But the next one is actually, I'm going to, there's two different elements to this. I'm going to say stories. And by stories, yes, I re- I refer to stories on Facebook and Instagram, the actual uh, post type. But I, I actually, when I wrote this down, I meant telling stories. And I'm seeing a really big shift into this space where people want to see the story. They want to read the story. They don't want to be told what they should be doing. They want to hear what you do and why you do it. They want to hear about uh, anecdotes and and fun tales and uh, they want to be um, driven by that curiosity and intrigue. I've noticed, um, particularly on Instagram, there's been a huge shift towards storytelling versus that real short form content You'll notice that, you know, over the years on Instagram, uh, you know, a lot of people have been teaching just to do one-liners or, you know, less text is more on Instagram. What I'm noticing is that there's a huge shift towards those longer form stories where someone is actually sharing, you know, an experience they've had or or a thought that they've had or something that sort of takes people into, um, you know, I, I guess being more relatable with one another. and. I'm seeing that on Facebook as well. So storytelling is huge. I know, Charlie, you're, you've always been big on this because whenever we write content and, you know, we've had years of doing this stuff together, you're always going, come back to the story, tell the story, share the story. And I think that that's probably more, more powerful than ever right now as far as good quality content is concerned. I'm going to insert one more in here and that's reels.
1: Ooh, that's um, another one. I it's kind of I get where you're going, but yes, I agree. I just have to share one quote though, quickly here. Yeah, uh, I I once went to a training on video, and uh, the guy was saying stories are important. And uh, someone put their hand up and said, um, "Do we have to do stories?" He said, oh, "Only if you want to make money." Yeah, that's, <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> that's so good I'm and it's so now.
0: true. Do you know I was talking to. Lisa McGinnis-Smith this morning, you guys would have uh, probably heard a podcast episode. We did her on sto- with her on storytelling earlier in 2021. And Lisa is all about stories. For her, it's it's the game plan in any business is sharing stories. And I said to her, you know, one of the things that's always frustrated me is, you know, when you've got that person that's got a better story than you and you're like, my story just feels boring compared to that person. And she just reminded me that in order to relate with anyone, um, we've been given all the stories that we need. We've already got all of the stories that we need to relate with the right type of people for us. It's just that we're comparing ourselves so often to others out there and that's where the problem lies. And I was like, hmm, it's probably really, really true. My people don't need to hear this great big convoluted story about me climbing to the top of Mount Everest because then we, I would be after a completely different type of a, a customer, wouldn't I?
1: Yeah, relatability and relevance, I think, are a very big, important part of stories.
0: The the last piece of content I did mention there, and I will touch on this um, really quickly, is, is reels. And I say this because I want to give a little bit of forward thinking to people that haven't yet got this, uh, which probably most people won't uh, as this podcast comes out. But throughout the year in 2022, they'll start to see it dripping into their Facebook whenever we utilize any new tool, new feature that Facebook or Instagram release, they will favor those that utilize those new tools. So even if the tool flatlines, you know, do you remember when the avatar came out? Oh, would it have been the beginning of last year? I feel, I feel like it was just this thing where suddenly, do you remember the cartoon
1: Get faces it.
0: of everybody? It's still kind of out, but it's also just no one does it anymore. But when it came out, Did you notice that all you ever saw were people's avatars saying, hi, because Facebook went, you're using a new feature, we're going to push it out. And they prioritize anybody that utilizes their new features because they want everyone's feeds to be slammed with them because they want everyone to know it exists. So when it comes to Reels, if you get given this new feature, you probably won't get it at exactly the same time as everybody else. Get in and play with it because you'll find you reach more people for a period of time and just quietly you'll probably get away with a lot more mistakes as well.
1: That was the exact same on YouTube with shorts. We noticed a big spike and I mean a monstrous spike to the early adopters. If, the, if I almost would, I don't want to blanket rule this, but I would say that anytime a new feature comes out, it is more advantageous than not to be one of the early adopters. It really is. Yeah.
0: Yep. Absolutely. How often have we missed the boat? When it comes to social media, I reckon we've all, every one of us have got regrets where we go, I just wish I'd had a crack at that sooner. Well, this is going to be one of those things and I'm giving you a heads up now. So <laughs> be ready for it.
1: I don't know if it's me just becoming a grumpy old man, but it's like we um, we definitely get stuck in our ways, right? We find something that gets a little bit of success and then we bet in, where I think a lot of the opportunities like learning and seeing the new stuff, like what you get up to, Sam, that uh, makes a huge difference in getting results. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Next one on the list, Sam. Are you ready? Yeah. If you were starting from scratch today, mm. what would you focus on first?
0: I love this question because I actually did do this. If you remember, we renamed the business, would it be like four years ago now maybe? Um, and we switched because well, for a number of reasons. But at that time... Um, we needed to make the decision to completely start from scratch. So we started with a new Facebook page um, and we actually recorded everything we did as we did it because we knew that we were practicing what we were preaching. We're going to be able to show people that it worked. And the really interesting thing about that was in order to do that process, I had to go back to the grassroots. And I wouldn't change much about that process today. The first thing that I wrote down, because I I jotted down a couple of notes about this one because I didn't want to miss any of the important elements that I think would really matter right now, particularly in the direct selling industry. But the first one's actually something that we still do every single day. And that is not focusing on the social media element as much as it is focusing on the relationship building, networking and connecting element, because that then has a part to play with your social media. So um, what I mean by that is I don't sit within my Facebook page and wait for people to come to me. If I do that, it's kind of like having a shop in an alleyway somewhere, never doing any advertising, uh, not having any signage, and sitting in there and just waiting for people to very randomly stumble across me. You've got two point. What are we up to now? Two point. I think it's a bit over two point three billion social media uh, Facebook profiles. So wow. you're talking a very busy place here, and so it's important to get out of your page, and so. The first thing I would encourage you to do and I would do if I was starting again today would be to get out and relationship build. Connect with other people, uh, comment on other people's posts, um, connect with the people you already know and make sure that they know that you've got a page there and draw them in. Um, and then networking as well, picking the phone up, sending emails um, and, and just uh, doing that relationship building process. So that that for me would probably be the number one thing. It's still something that like I said Charlie we do every day and I know that when we um catch up it's it's one of the things that we talk about the most is that networking and connecting process that we go through even as an established business and building those meaningful relationships because that in turn turns into you know a greater social media reach turns into more fans and followers, more people that are connected and relate to you as well, because you've got real relationships, not just, you know, random ones that you've formed with people that you're never, ever going to meet.
1: still surprises me how many people haven't connected the dots that you're, they're not separate worlds, you know, like no, if you are doing offline activities and online TVs, they compound together to make something greater. It's a, it's a very. Uh, I still find that fascinating that some people treat online just as online, and I think they're missing out as a lot of opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I see a lot of people showing up on Facebook as a completely different persona. Have you noticed that? You, you get people showing up, and you think that's not you. That's not who you are. That's I know the you, and and that you're speaking uh, using a different language. You know, you're showing up in a completely different way, and it's it's almost. Actually, not almost. It's quite off-putting, I think.
1: People um, are warriors, right? You know them in real life and they're soft, gentle people. But they, they get into these uh, on social media. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I know.
0: Um, look, I think the, the most powerful thing that you can do with Facebook is, is you know, imagine that you are sitting across from one of your best customers or one of your, your, your favorite friends, someone that you connect with and you relate to really well. Imagine you're having a coffee with them. What would that conversation look like? How would you be speaking to them? How would you be showing up? What stories would you tell? What would you talk about? They're the sorts of things that should be showing up on your Facebook feed because if it's if it's relatable enough to, to speak about over coffee or a catch up with someone or if you're on the phone with them, then it's going to be good quality content to, to build that relationship with more of your ideal customers on social media. When we show up and we speak in an entirely different way and we share completely different stories in many cases, other people's stories that we've just made our own, it's not real. It's not relatable and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Amen on that. I, I do a cheer sound effects, but I'm worried I'll press the wrong button. Okay. <laughs> I, know.
0: I right. know we've got sound effects here, but they're lights. I don't know why they don't have on there what they are. We could end up with anything.
1: No, I'm not going to do it. All right. <laughs> expression in the lighting round here. That isn't a lighting round, but we'll still press on. Um, All right. What do your best students do Mm. or the most successful ones that are getting the results do differently to the ones that don't?
0: Look, the, the very first thing I wrote down here was being themselves. Um, I think we've you know touched on that enough. They show up as themselves. They're not mimicking anyone else. They are unashamedly themselves. But the other thing that they do is that they're unashamedly uh, reaching out to one particular group of people. They identify and know who their target customer is or their tribe, as we call it at Oxano. We call it your tribe. They identify who that person is and they make it their mission to get to know that person inside and out. And they're always value first. So they're always about looking, they're always looking for the relationship building opportunities and providing value. They don't they don't come into conversations and putting content out there with this hidden agenda that they always want to sell. The people within our courses, within our training are the people that do really, really well are the ones that focus on the relationship and the sale literally takes care of itself. And these are people that are absolutely kicking it out of the park. They're doing amazing, amazing things because they're focusing on the relationship rather than that sale. The The other thing I will say, because I was having a good think about this when I saw this question and I love the question, by the way, Charlie, because I think it really for me, came back to the attitude that these people have, and I think it's always about the attitude. It's not so much about what they're doing, it's what they're willing to do and what they are, how they're showing up. So, the people that I see performing in their businesses, even those that are, that are not in our courses, but people that we know in the industry that are just knocking it out of the park every day, are people that are always willing to learn and grow. People that are showing up going, you know what, what can I learn from this person or this situation? They're, they've got an attitude of, of growth versus they're not know-alls. They are not knowles. they do not come into things going, hey, I already know all the answers to that and you can't teach me anything I don't know. They're always looking for an opportunity to grow, develop and learn no matter who they come into contact with. And, and they, they just, they suck information up like a sponge. And I think that's so insanely powerful.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. The best business owners I've met in my time have always been perpetual learners. Yeah, always. It's not. Un, it's not an anomaly. It's like it's always.
0: We were having you and I were having a little argument a couple of weeks ago, actually, Charlie, about argument. learning. I don't remember this. Yeah, I do because I was. I was telling you about audible books, audio books, and you said to me, "Nope, readers are leaders, and unless it says audio." Book listeners are leaders. I'm not. <laughs> we got talking about the best way to be learning. Do you remember that conversation?
1: Uh, I, it's coming yeah. back to me very quickly here. I, and do you know what? I stand by my comments. I know yeah. there's a whole bunch of people that are going to say no, no. Audible counts. Look, as soon as I see the quote changed, I'm happy to. I'm happy to change as well. But I'm sticking with readers. Uh,
0: readers are readers. leaders yeah yeah <laughs> we we go with that because i I tend to I do read, but I tend to get really busy, and so I also listen to audiobooks in the car, and I want it to count. I need it to count. <laughs> I'm not competitive.
1: <laughs> not competitive at all, but I will say that is just my opinion. I'm sure that uh, for many people, I must say what's fascinating on that point is I think I've actually learnt way more from podcasts and YouTube channels in the last twelve months mm-hmm. than I have from books. And I, that is so unusual for me to say. It just—I don't know if the content's getting better, or yep. I'm listening to things that are expanding my mind. But certainly, it's like uh, YouTube and podcasts used to be like for drop kicks, right? It never used to be for like people who are actually good at things. It was like ham radio or just—I don't want to offend any ham radio people, but it was. It was, these, it was a group of oddballs that were just trying to do things for fun. It wasn't the world's best education. I don't
0: even know what ham radio is. Is that bad? Like,
1: it's like CB radios kind of thing uh, is what I would say. You see different times. But <laughs> where, I, where I really look at that, though, is that the quality of content coming out on these platforms has just increased so much. It's yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah. Speaking of audio, actually, that's something else to to point out here. I mentioned Clubhouse earlier and how we saw a bit of a, Shift in? Did you ever sign up to Clubhouse? Did you ever listen to it?
1: I tried so hard to like it. I really (laughs) did, and I just couldn't work out what was going on.
0: Yeah, so it's a funny one because it kind of it went the way it it was amazing marketing. The way that they launched it was that you could only um, join Clubhouse by invitation, and everyone only got given so many invitations based on how much time they spent on Clubhouse. So it became quite an exclusive thing to become a part of, and. I jumped on, I had, you know, we had a bit of a discussion about that last year too because when I first jumped onto it, I thought it was fantastic. There were so many amazing top world experts jumping in and playing with this platform purely because it was exclusive. When it lost that exclusivity, um, it started to drop off. And interestingly, I jumped onto it yesterday and I couldn't find anything that I thought was worth listening to. It, uh, all of the channels I'd signed up to had died and were gone But where I'm going with this is that Facebook noticed that there was a little trend and that people wanted to be able to listen to content while they were on the fly without having to watch something all of the time. And so Facebook has brought in audio rooms, which are, um, they're planning on releasing into groups this year. So you'll actually be able to have a version of Clubhouse going on, which they're going to call audio rooms within groups. So you can have that audio component as well. And, of course, they hooked up podcasts this year too um, for that same reason. So,
1: Podcasts for the win. That's what I heard. No, <laughs> but that's another example of them uh, ripping features. I shouldn't say ripping. I should say modelling, taking features. They I, can I think
0: I think they're taking what works. They're filtering it and they're making it their own. And, that, and that's what we would say to anyone when it comes to social media content. Observe. Look at what's working. Take the things that work. Make them your own. And Facebook is the perfect example of that.
1: All right. Well, last question for the lightning round now, Sam. Do you have any other predictions for twenty twenty two?
0: I've jotted down. I think again, we've talked about some of the things that are coming. We already know they're coming, so I can't predict that. But what I what I will predict is that I think there is going to be a much greater shift towards um, promoting individuals than businesses, and I think this is going to be huge for the direct selling industry because you know you guys have all got businesses where you are the thing that you are selling. You know, you show up thinking you're selling the product from the company that you're with, but really your customers are buying you, your expertise, your experience, your story. And that's going to be fantastic because Facebook is going to be releasing something this year called the ability to switch to professional mode on individual personal profiles. And they're doing this because of that move into uh, the influencer world but i think what's going to happen is that this is going to shift from you know corporate brands more into individual brands and i think facebook's really putting a lot of effort and energy into helping people to become their own brand versus you know something that 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 isn't a persona something that people don't relate to so much so I think there's a lot to be unpacked with that. I think a lot's going to happen in this space. So um, I would say just watch this space. But I, I think that's going to be insanely powerful for this industry specifically. And I can see a lot of shifts about to happen in that in that way.
1: How fascinating. Mm. How fascinating. Another another little hidden glimpse of what's coming from Facebook land, which is interesting. Well, that's it for my question, Sam. I must say I had a, you know, when you build an idea of how someone's going to answer your questions. Yeah, like, I think I know what answers are coming. And even then, I I say that I've got tons of things I wasn't expecting. So this is another point why it's important to talk with people that are actually on the platforms, boots on the ground, like not just my views of things. Like I didn't even know there was a professional version coming. So I would say thank you for answering my question, Sam.
0: It's a pleasure, Charlie. And I've got a question for you because... We, we can't, I can't, I have to switch it, right? I can't just let you ask all of the questions. So I'm going to put you on the spot here because I know you're going to give an amazing answer to this one. But we always ask this question and that is going back to our readers' quote, what book would you recommend to our listeners for this year? Now, you can't cheat and use the one that you said in our accelerator training.
1: That's the one I was going to recommend. It's the I know helpful.
0: <laughs> so you have to give two in that case.
1: Okay, so the one I mentioned in the accelerator training was The Boron Letters, B-O-R-O-N Letters. Um, a very, very uh, famous copywriter wrote a book uh, called The Boron Letters, um, which I won't go into the story of right now, even though it's a phenomenal story. I think that book is the best starting point for people who want to become great at content. And it applies to everything, whether you're scripting videos, writing social posts. I think it is a very, very powerful book for people uh, people in that realm. If I had to pick another book that I thought would be the most helpful in that department, now I'm really racking my brain going.
0: You have, you've given me so many great books over the years. I will just while you're thinking say that Greg and I both off that recommendation Read the did you say the boron? I keep saying boron, but that's not boron. how it's pronounced. It's
1: actually a prison, right? I'll tell the story quickly. Yeah. Uh, Gary Helbert was a, a very uh famous and well known copywriter, and he wrote an advertorial and it published it in the newspaper. And this uh, advert converted, so he sold a whole bunch of pro- uh, Sorry, a whole heap of products. The only problem was is Gary was getting a little bit older, didn't mind a drink in the afternoon. He thought he mailed everyone the things they bought from his ad. It turns out he didn't. So that is textbook mail fraud. He took all their money and didn't send them the product. So he ended up in jail. It was the borrower in jail. And while he was in jail, he wrote a series of letters to his son, um, which are all about how to write great copy or make great content. So that and and many
0: other things book. I will add in there.
1: It is a phenomenal book. I highly, highly awesome. recommend it.
0: I actually am enjoying. I, I'm probably two thirds of the way through. Greg finished it a couple of days ago. I'm enjoying it more than I have. I think any any of the other books that I read last year. I'm. It's it's well worth reading for sure. I would say. All right. What
1: I what I find so interesting about that book is you don't real like he manipulates you, then tell you tells you how he manipulated you. It's like it's fascinating that you like you're reading this book. You're like, oh wow, I've really got to do this thing. He's like, see how I did that. That's how I got you to do that thing. <laughs>
0: I haven't got to that point yet.
1: All right. It's coming. It's coming. It's a phenomenal read. So I'm going to recommend that one. And then there's another one, a book called Stories That Sell or st- um, the other Donald, Mil- uh, Donald Miller book, which is Story Brand. I think they're phenomenal yep. for content makers.
0: Yep. Awesome. Love it. So I'll have to put that one next on my list because I haven't read that one. Although I have done some Story Brand exercises before. So be interesting to see how that correlates. Okay. Charlie, favorite quote? Can't say readers are leaders.
1: I feel like you're handicapping me on all my favorites. <laughs> Leaders, or readers. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I love the one that if you uh, if you want things to change in your life, then you're going to have to change things in your life. I think that um, it is such an important idea to think about that if we want to see change in the world, that we are the ones that must change. Like doing yep. the same things over again, expecting a different result, is not a good way to do your life.
0: Yep, love it. Awesome, and. The last one here, no, sorry, we've got two more. Can you believe I'm remembering these off the top of my head? I have asked every guest these questions over the last 12 months and some of the answers we get are awesome. So next one is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I'm
1: going to have to go with time travel. I feel like that's, uh, I'm back to, back to the Future kid right here. Like, so, so where
0: would you go if you were time travelling? Back or forward?
1: You get the ability to use it at your whim here. Right?
0: Oh, right. Um, so it's not just one. you Backwards and forwards.
1: Yeah. Like if Superman can fly, he can fly when he wants, right? It's not a one-time flight kit. So if I'm time traveling, this is uh, what I'm after.
0: Yep. There's a whole lot of things you would bet on in the last 18 months, right? Absolutely. A <laughs> <laughs> very last one then kind of ties into what you've just said, which is if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would you say? Go all in. No. Yep. Good one. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Charlie, that was nowhere near as painless as I thought it was, uh, sorry, as painful as I thought it was going to be from my perspective. I hope it wasn't too painful for you. That was good (laughs) fun. Thank you so much for jumping in and and throwing those questions our way. I think um, I'm actually really excited about this year and what's coming. There's a lot coming, by the way, but I am excited about this year.
1: Yeah, Don't be fooled. It's going to be a great year for those that are willing to go and get for it or go and work for it. But I tell you now, if you're going to remain in your shell thinking the world is ending, you won't get any of those glorious rewards.
0: Yep. So true. Love that. So thank you so much for jumping on in Charlie and joining us today. And of course, for putting me on the spot for a change. Um, Certainly uh, I can be far more empathetic towards those guests that I have in here now. So thank you very much for joining us. Great to finally get you on the podcast. I will say this has been a long time coming, um, but really appreciate you and your expertise and uh, and for everything that you've shared today as well, Charlie. So thanks for joining us.
1: My absolute pleasure. See you.
0: See you guys. We'll see you again in the podcast next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.